Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. My name is Frank, and with me, as always, is my uh, reading too many poems to me uh, and giving himself, giving his all, friend, Tim. I've actually been really into poetry lately. Have you really? That's, is that really true? Weird that. Yeah, <laughs> I weirdly, I just read John Lithgow's, but you oh, yeah. know, claimed actor John Lithgow, his a book called The Poet's Corner. Oh, nice. Which is like he loves poetry. He's like, these are my favorite poems, and here's my small analysis. And the audiobook has a bunch of different um, narrators: Susan Sarandon and Glenn huh. Close and Helen Mirren and Gary Sinise, Morgan Freeman, Sam Waterstern, and they all just read the different poems that he selected and it's just like all types all styles throughout the ages no kidding wow that's really cool yeah what yeah would recommend so yeah i literally finished it today like i don't know like three hours ago so yeah been really nice really fuck okay well yeah. you're officially uh more uh, i mean we knew this but you're more well uh, educated and uh cultural person than i am so so there you go you're very uh sophisticated in your way um so good for you. But you're more technical and more loving. Oh, wow. So. Those are, that's a, more loving is a big compliment. We'll talk about that later. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, but uh, all right, right on. Why don't we open up the mailbag and uh, see what's going on in there? What do you say? I think that sounds like a great right. idea. Uh, we got a uh, note from our good friend of the show, Lauren, uh, who uh, had some stuff to say about William Day. Uh, she says she, listening to our podcast last week, she was surprised at the lack of conversation about William. Um, they implied he knows Kara's secret, because Kara was very personal when she addressed him as Supergirl. What are you doing here? Right? Um, it's... Mm. Uh, it's Lauren's interpretation that he picked up her paperwork once he understood why she was too busy to do her job. Right once he once he put the pieces together there, um, oh. and it's also it looks like he left her. Uh, oh, this is funny. Uh, this might just be editing, but it looks like he left her a present in the form of a coffee cup with the British flag. Maybe that was just his, his desk, but the editing and misdirection was all over the place in these scenes. Um, I don't get why he saw photos of Rojas and that guy and then jumped to investigate Kara. I also don't get why she reacted the way she did looking at the screen. It's a huge possibility whatever was dropped in later VFX was different than whatever they were told to react to. Um, which is totally possible as well, I suppose. Um, so uh, Lauren says she's not sure she likes the direction they're going, but maybe this is a new love interest? Oh, uh, I don't think so. Well, no, I don't think so. I can no. see where you're coming from there, Lauren, because I, I can see like the the you could the threads of it the, were there. The last threads episode. could certainly be said to be there, right? Like uh, it's like the Monel tension. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't like him, he's a jerk. Exactly, mm -hmm. right, right. Like the beginning of of, of a rom com, right? Where they're, where they're at odds. Um, so in that sense, exactly. maybe. Um, it, but but for some reason, I still don't think so. Do you, do you not think so either? You sort of, I don't think so is he married to uh that i, I don't remember thought they made reference i thought they made reference to his wife at one point hmm. slash um he has a wedding band on maybe can't maybe making that up completely can't yeah. remember however if that's true not Kara's style no not her style nope agreed no not no not at, not at all so 
Um, so no, I don't think love interest the, the him knowing about Kara. I think makes sense in especially in the context of this episode. I think it makes I think it makes some form of sense, but. Um, we thought Lena knew for years, and it turns out she didn't. So, yep, yep. Who's yeah. to say? Uh, yeah, that's fair. I, I think that. Um, uh, so this is really interesting about uh, you know him him knowing her secret potentially, um, and it does seem like there is more to him than we know yet, right? I think there's. I would really like if there was an episode that was a little more focused on his background and how he ties into the season, the same way mm-hmm. we got the. Yep. Um, uh, Agent Liberty episode early last season that sort of established his whole Ooh, backstory, yes. and I wouldn't have thought that I wanted that episode, but once I saw it, I was like, "This is a, one of my favorite episodes of the series." Um, I agree because of just the, the great storytelling that unfolded there. Um, I, I think I kind of want something like that again for him. Again, I'm not sure I'm as interested in him as a character as I am, say, Supergirl, but I do think that knowing more about him might sort of tie tie him together with the rest of the show and help me understand why he's here and you know what his what his deal is. So um, I would like to see that and and get a little bit more background on uh, on William Day, but I suppose we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do believe we will. I, 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 I'm oscillating on William Day. Like I can't decide if I like the character or if I don't like the character. I don't need to like right. him, but do I like the character? And I think I do because I don't know much about him. He's a he's a man of mystery. He's not just arrogant and he's not just arrogant at work, but also a nice guy. Now there's this extra layer with the context of this episode. So I am. I'm intrigued by William Day. Yeah. I do think it's funny that everyone just knows, oh, the famous journalist William Day. Name me five famous journalists, Frank. I know. That's the Go that's ahead. the thing, right? It's it's the, 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 yeah. it's tough. It's it's tough to but 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 I guess that that's the point they're trying to make. I'm gonna take devil's advocate position on this. That's the point they're trying to make is he's one of those five. Right. Like like, uh, you know, he's he's the Maggie Haberman of The New York Times or he's the like and he's like the, the, the one person that you have heard of. And everyone thinks that about him. You know, that's a good point. Also, there. It doesn't put it doesn't strike me as odd that Lena would know. Certainly not. In some well, I mean, she used because, to own that company. Right. So you know. so she she's uh, has some knowledge of the industry. Right. Exactly. And I mean, she's she's Lena. She just knows right. stuff. Um, but also, um, not that she just knows stuff, but I mean, everybody else in that, I mean, like, don't, you know, like leaders in your sure, field sure. in some way, like I know leaders in my field. So th- it would make sense for the rest of them to, of know course, him. but it always amuses me when people are like, Oh, Lois Lane, Pulitzer Prize winning sure. journalist. And you're like, yeah, cause everybody knows. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I wish I did. I wish I was that right. cultured, but I'm still working on. And poetry, we all know. Frank. I mean, we all know that's also yeah. like a holdover from like the 40s. You know, from the 30s, really. Yeah, it's true. I wish we were still no, like that, though. Simpler world. We know news anchors. We do, though, which I is you know, like, like everyone knows Anderson Cooper. Uh, everyone knows sure. Lester Holt. You know, there are certain people who just everyone. Th- th- those are the you know the, today's version of that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, 
Right on. All yeah. right, cool. Well, good talk. All right. Uh, thanks to everyone who emails us at <laughs> mail at supergirltvtalk.com. Uh, we appreciate that. Keep those notes coming, and you can also tweet at us at TV Supergirl. We'd love to read those on the show. Uh, in the meantime, I uh, want to say welcome to Batwoman TV Talk. Batwoman TV Talk has officially launched. You can listen to it uh, now. You can find it anywhere that podcasts uh, are, are available or at batwomantvtalk.com. Um, I, uh, really, I've got to say that, uh, Palmer, uh, and, uh, co-host Tony Ann are putting on a really great show. So check it out if you're watching Batwoman. Um, lots of great discussion going on there. BatwomanTVTalk.com. Uh, but why don't we go right ahead and, uh, head into, uh, the, uh, the episode itself? Tell me a little bit about it. Um, I could tell you a lot about it, Frank, because I was there. I wow. watched it. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Episode three of season five, titled Blurry Lines, a.k.a. Exposition. Coming at you from writers Lindsay Sturman and Jay Holtman, directed by Eric Dean Seaton. Not to be confused by Eric St- Dean Stanton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I, I want to ju- just so we don't get a correction email. I think it was blurred lines. Blurred lines. You know what? It's funny. I'm glad that you said that because I wrote blurry lines based on what you said last week on the podcast. And you're like, oh, I think it's called blurry lines. And I was like, cool. And I wrote that in and I never checked because I am not a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. So I didn't fact check. <laughs> <laughs> so, Frank, uh, let's do that was a good bit. Let's do that was a good bit first because I've got a few good bits here. Okay. And we'll see if we'll see if you agree. First good bit, car with two donuts. Double fisting Always the donuts. Bit. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you go be perfect over there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> yep. I always I love the two donuts. Um I it was kind of a running bit, but I the the um tattooed spider deaths pretty cool. Yeah. Like across, like it would, it, like I liked the CG. I liked the way that they got sucked out into stuff. I liked, I, I liked how it all played out. That was a good bit for me. Agreed. That was a good bit. Uh, I, I did like that. Um, I think that I, the effect was really, really cool. Like, and it's getting a, a sort of a new effect like that is, is you know, budget intensive. So it's cool they like devoted that to this. Um, mm-hmm. it was it was a cool look. Um, there were a couple of other moments like that actually where they did that. We got uh, her super hearing and X ray vision. X ray vision is you know kind of an expensive effect to do. They usually just will just do the hearing, but when she listened for his heartbeat, um, to to catch William lying. That's right. Oh, good good call. It wasn't it wasn't effects heavy? It was show. it was in lots this, of little dribs yeah. and drabs and in big ways as well. Uh, but yeah, that was mm-hmm. cool. I mean, the effects were cool, but really, what was cool for me on that was what was what made it a good bit was that that's like you know just a classic use of classic superpowers uh, that uh, you know sort of harkens back to to old time Superman stuff that makes me happy. So uh, yeah, that was a good bit for me. It's true. I thought it was odd that she needed to see his heart beating really fast. Like you couldn't tell just from your super hearing that it was beating really fast. Uh, like yeah, that- uh, I suppose it was cool to see it. It was cool to see it, but I was like, she's like, I had to double check because I it's not done like this it takes while. her any more effort to use the X-ray vision. You know, it's like for, it's like that's looking true. for you and I. Yeah, that's like true. moving yeah. your eyes towards a person doesn't really take much effort for you. 
She's got a squint. I, that yeah, requires that's more of a tell least, for us, you know. At least four she's eye muscles, two on each side. Get out of here with you. She's got a squint. Get out. Take your EpiPen uh, and get out of here. Get out here. <laughs> you know who's not going to get out of here? Well, he is, but I'm glad that he was around once. Sean Astin. Always a Rudy. good Rudy Didn't know that he... Rudy. Samwise, Samwise Gamgee. I did not know that he was going to be in this episode. And all of a sudden, the fly turned into Sean Astin. Yeah. I was like, what? What yeah. happened? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's always a good bit. Uh, I loved that Kara got scones from Dublin for Lena. So that is was Dublin known for its scones? <laughs> no, it's because she's Irish, Frank. <laughs> you know, it probably it probably was like a a something no, of a, did, like, a reference I, to that. Yeah, it definitely. It was definitely a reference to her actually to um to her actually being Irish. That's because. Because they're funny. That is that way. Maybe that was even an ad lib. Who knows? Um, That's great, though. Yeah, I mean, going to Paris, Milan, Dublin to pick up uh, lunch and dessert. Like that's uh, wow. Okay, that is that is an effort. It remind it reminded me of Superman two when he goes to get all the stuff while Lois is at the fortress. A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I I love that. I love that. Yep, and my last good bit, Carl Lumbly's back, um, sort of, and that is a good bit. For me. sure, for sure, yeah, I was happy yep, to just see like that. Just like Sean Astin, good bit. Yeah, yeah, case of Prees, he's back, I enjoyed that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, uh, Do you have any I more have good one bits? last good bit, and that is that when Supergirl fought uh, our, our our villain for this week, uh, her fr- the first thing out of her mouth was a Spider-Man-type pun. You're really starting to bug me. A, like yes. you know, a Spider-Man type yes, banter was. fighting a spidery villain. I loved that so much. Like I don't know if that was intentional or not, but that just that was a good bit. It made me happy for that specific reason. Like hey, it's just like a Spider-Man thing. Um, so I am glad that made yeah, you happy. It made me happy. I'm so glad. that that's that was a good bit uh, for me too. That is good. I think I'm. I think that's pretty much. I'm pretty much out of good bits, and I actually don't have any. Professor Comics Corner this time uh, either there really there really wasn't anything super comic-y in this episode nothing that, that hasn't been mentioned ex- before exposition nope that needs exposition or explaining so if you're confused about anything like Romnir's curse or anything you can you can go back and see previous episodes I don't know which episode it's probably episode you two. gave a good explainer on yes last week's episode 502 on Romnir's curse so that's a good one to go back to a good explainer that's me. I'm gonna put that on my business. You are card. a good explainer. You're good at explaining. I'm good at explaining. You got a lot of explaining to do. Exactly. Oh man, Desi Arnaz, what a gem. Hmm. Yes, sort of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on screen. What a, yes. what a what a what a what a businessman That's he was. Thank thank you for Star Trek. Anyway, yes, um, yes, Frank Storytime Village. You good? I'm good. Let's do it. You're good. Okay. Well, I'm my themes that I picked arbitrarily, not really. I read into the episode, but <laughs> in the first episode have continued to manifest themselves throughout uh throughout the rest of the season so far. So, I consider myself quite vindicated that that um that I chose correctly because this could have gone horribly awry. Yes. Yes, sir. And yes, I used vindicated right next to the word awry. <laughs> Come at me. Be- 
because because I read a book on. And by read, I mean I listened to it in That's the car. That's fine. We're going to allow that. That's That, that counts. counts. My, according to my Goodreads accounts, it, it does. counts. <laughs> anyway, let's start with over this dark side of technology, the over-reliance on technology. First, we've got Kelly and Sean Astin, a.k.a. Malefic. So sad. Um, you know, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm sad and stuff. You got to help me, Kelly. And she's like, I'll help you after work. Wink, wink. And he's like... Cool. I will hang around. And then Kelly accidentally, unbeknownst to herself, gives Malik back his inception power. Frank, I gotta say, the dialogue was a little clunky this episode. There was a lot of exposition. Mm. And he's like, You've given me back my inception power. And I'm like, Okay, that's mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. that's a I, line that yeah, was said. I have to I have to agree with you. I think the dialogue was a bit clunky this week. I think they were trying they're trying to get a lot across and, and not a lot of time. They're doing it in dialogue and it's mm-hmm. It's a lot of telling and not showing um, in those cases. Except that except that it was showing us the Inception yeah. power. But, like, why do we need it to have a Do name? you feel like this might be because of, like, network notes that they're like, no one's going to know what's happening? Or, you know, like, studio notes, notes yep. at some point along the process oh, where yes. it's like, no one's going to know what Absolutely. this means. You need to explain it more. Um, I, I never think that something like this is a writer's draft that they're turning in. I always feel like this stuff's happening and we don't we don't mm-hmm. get it so you have to explain it heavy handed yeah. to us it was a lot of heavy handedness this episode um but you know what i in tw- i was thinking about this in 22 episodes sometimes you need an episode to say stuff to set up the next 10 episodes right right it, so, i will so, say with a show that has 22 episodes <laughs> in their season does seem like they have plenty of you know, room there to tell the story they want to tell and expose and, and, and do exposition they want to do. But I guess they want to, they need to get to it faster. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I do agree that how ambitious the rest of the story, uh, perhaps is. Uh, hopefully, uh, but uh, I will agree that this episode felt a bit clunky in that regard. So, mm-hmm. anyway, so he gets his inception power. So Leonardo DiCaprio is going to come to the <laughs> rescue and solve everyone's problems. Cha-ching. Um, but because of this, Kelly and Malefic have this, this link you know where she's like i see him he's the blinky one over there you know like a video game. <laughs> right i like locked lock my sights on the guy with the glow i i now see astral right yeah or, apparently I, auras or something whatever mm-hmm. it is um and so kelly has to leave town until until malefic is taken care of i'm confused by this because i thought that she was a regular member of the cast now and yeah. so for her to be like, I'm leaving town, like, feels well, strange. I mean, I don't know if she's leaving. I mean, James left, too. Um, I don't know if she's leaving the show. Yeah, but we know James is But We know, we know he's leaving, leaving the, the show, show so but I don't think this is it yet. So I think that... Th- no, this would be such a weird... Yeah, right. So I'm him. saying that this... I think this is, like... She's probably still going to be, like, you know, FaceTiming or whatever. Um, or we'll follow her and James's adventures sort of on their own over the over uh wherever they're headed and i i don't know um but i think we're i don't think we've seen the last of her for i mean maybe for an episode or two but but not for long i'm guessing yeah yeah one way or the other that's yeah we we shall see and then so and then then there's lena who wants q waves for mind control because she's not a villain quote unquote yeah 
yeah, we'll get to that shade of villainy and that kind of links into the dark side of tech. But, you know, I'm not a villain. I just want to control people's yeah. minds. Shut up, Le- Lena. Lena. Lean on me. <laughs> There's the Tim singing for this episode. When you're not strong, and I'll be your friend. Yeah, she got to do it in an Irish accent. Lean <laughs> on me. <laughs> oh, boy. Je- Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, Lena, he- he- eat your scones and get-, get over your villainy. I'm so yeah. sorry to any of our <laughs> Irish listeners or... Listeners of Irish descent, I'm very, very sorry. I'm from Irish descent. It's not I'm that still that sorry. My accent, any bit. Oh, it hurts. It hurts inside. Oh, anyway, anyway, do you have anything to add to the dark side of tech? Because we're going to drop Lena's mind, con- mind control thingy and pick it up back later. Uh, yes, I think we should pick it back up later. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, I will say, by the way, speaking of uh, Lena's accent, Palmer called you out on Batwoman TV Talk. Uh, about the way you make fun of her accent, he uh, he thinks it's perfect just the way it is, and he called you out for for disagreeing with that. So, just want to say he's starting well, beef, starting beef over on Batwoman TV Talk. Just saying, that is something Palmer has been saying to me since her very first appearance on her very first appearance on Supergirl way back in season mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. What can I tell you? Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. what he's saying. He's going out there saying my things. relationship my. My whole relationship, my whole relationship with Palmer is built on Palmer saying things that he that I will. He says to deliberately disagree. That's with true. Me. I've witnessed this firsthand. This is true. That is that is our whole relationship. If I said the sky is blue, he would say no, it's not. Right. It's green. Listen to Academy Rewind if you want to hear the two of them go at it on every Oscar yeah. nominated Best Picture nominated film. Oh my gosh! When we agree, it's like we might as well just close up shop. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's fine. Whatever. Anyway, Academy Rewind, season five, coming your way at the end of October. October 27th, I think, Ooh, is the first episode of season That's exciting. Five. It is exciting. Whiplash, American Sniper, Birdman, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and Boyhood. That's what we're talking about. It was a good year. All right. It was a good year. Anyway just like this next theme secrets and trust and their use for good or evil so let's talk about william day and he knows about dr jared fun pullback from you know a while ago is day leviathan question mark here's the thing he's like hey are you gonna come work for us not catco and dr Jared's like no why i'm not gonna and then he dies and then and then william day's like i'm gonna pretend like i'm in tinker taylor soldier spy and get a pile of money on a park bench like obvious <laughs> god the only reason we have park benches now is for spies to meet up in the middle of cities. apparently right apparently apparently by the way he received that payment in a copy of the daily planet yeah did he oh i didn't notice that ah oh, sweet love it so is william day leviathan question mark i ask yes, you period yes mm-hmm. but he's not leviathan by choice question mark agreed period <laughs> yep, yeah, because he, because because Leviathan isn't about going to to um to soup kitchens and serve right. food. Right, exactly. So I I think that that's that's why I'm saying I want us to see a William Day, you know, um, 
uh, background episode because I think that he is mm-hmm. being forced into this lifestyle against his will, uh, either to protect somebody or because uh, they've got something on him or or whatever it might be. There is some, wh- one of those kinds of things going on where he is being sort of he's uh, he's under duress and he is involved with mm-hmm. Leviathan and the real William Day helps out at soup kitchens and is like a good person and a good journalist and believes in journalistic integrity and all these things. Um, but for some reason right now, he is, he is helping to further Leviathan's agenda. And do you think he needs that money that they gave that Leviathan gives him for something noble? I mean, right? yeah, I, I think, kind of, yes, I likely yeah. think, I think so. Yes. So he needs that money to pay for the, the sickness. Exactly. Or, you know, right. It's something. like someone's chemo bills or something like it's it's. Yeah. His mom's farm is foreclosing. Something, something like something that. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her daffodil stand, whatever it is, because they're British. Maybe it's like uh, maybe it's like uh, uh, on the flash where it's like, oh, my secret daughter who's in the hospital and in this coma and I'm avenging her. I don't know. I'm kidding. Sort of come right. Sort of I think it was his niece. Yes, you're right. It was his niece who he treated like a daughter. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. So there's that, and then we have the Spider Woman, also potentially working for Levi- Leviathan, slash then murdered by Le- Leviathan. Yes, right. Yeah, makes sense. Sort of a Zam Wessel type of situation, like uh, Star Wars Episode Two. Explain that. Uh, remember when uh, Obi Wan and Anakin are chasing yes. the the changeling? Yes, I'm already on Her board. Na- it was a bounty hunter named Jango. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 And they yeah, they, right. they poison dart her. Not not you know the bad guys poison dart her um, uh, to stop her from talking. Right. Uh, I, Good pull on the name. That's what I'm most impressed well, with. That's uh, that's the my level of nerdiness with Star Wars, with the prequels. So there you go. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's. Uh, Zam Wessel is her name. Uh, so it was kind of, I, I, I got that kind of a read on it, where it's like she's being silenced by her own, uh, you know, employers uh, to for their own protection. Gotcha, gotcha. Do you think, are you reading, are you updated on the Superman comics right now by any I'm, chance? Because Leviathan is like the thing that's happening in comics right I'm, now. I'm a, I, I, I know that, but I have not read it. I have not read it. I'm okay. behind on it. Ha- have you at least read some of the Red Cloud uh-huh. stuff? Yeah. Okay. So, so the the spider the spider woman alien gets killed by a like black staticky thingy. Is this their riff on the Red Cloud? Potentially, that could be. Or is I feel like you could just use Red Cloud. I guess at that point, but I wonder what that is. That feels bigger. I guess than like just whatever it was yeah maybe it was Lamont Cranston man about town also known as the, the shadow. shadow yeah I'm gonna say mm-hmm. probably not the shadow perhaps yeah. not I agree but you know it could be fun I mean yes it it for sure would be fun yeah. mm-hmm. do you have anything else to add about William Day uh no just that I really want to see more I, I want to yep. know that this is going somewhere I guess is really what I want uh the the breadcrumbs are being laid out but I just I don't know I need I need more yeah, I'm with you. I agree. Okay, uh, Lena doesn't trust anything. This is this is kind of again with the secrets and the trust and the Q waves and whatever. But she doesn't trust her friends. She doesn't trust hope. She doesn't trust her tech. She doesn't even trust her own thoughts. Like she doesn't trust anything. But she's not a villain. Um, 
so but she wants she wants Lex's journals so she manipulates the situation with Kara for Kara to feel bad enough to go get the journals for Lena but also she gets a teleportation watch for James so it all kind of worked out in the end yes I had some pretty tough feelings about this I'm gonna be honest with you tell me the more so I okay Kara, uh, no, James gives Kara the advice. When your friend's in trouble, you jump in, period. Doesn't matter the consequences. That is a very James thing to say. You know what else it is? And terrible wrong. advice. It's terrible advice. When your friend's yeah, well, in trouble, James. you jump in, period. Doesn't matter the consequences. The consequences absolutely matter. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. That's not good advice. Um, you can't put yourself completely, uh, uh, like, throw yourself in front of a train for somebody. Like, that's the consequences are too are too high, right? You, you're not. You can't do that. Um, that's terrible advice. Telling her that it's okay to steal from a government facility <laughs> to help your friend, because as far as Kara knows, like. As far as Kara knows, the only reason she wants these journals is because it's for like closure and healing. Mm-hmm. I get how much she mm-hmm. wants to help her friend through a very difficult time, and I get how much she wants to make it up to her friend that she has been lying for years. But Supergirl stealing from a government facility really rubs me the wrong way. And I, technically, she does break the law all the she, time. She did. They say talked it about that, and I think that was their attempt at sort of like saying this is our explanation for why. But I, it didn't. It wasn't enough. Well, here's the thing. I don't think. Well, here's the thing. You're not supposed to think that Kara is in the right. That's not how the episode is framed. You know, because you know that Lena is manipulating the situation. You know, Lena is manipulating the situation. So you, it's like dramatic irony. Like the audience knows something that the character doesn't know. So you are it's more about watching the screen the screen go, Kara, no, you you're better than this. Hush up. But sometimes Kara's not better than that. And I think that's the I think that's the the good distinction that the show sometimes makes is that she is fallible. Like and she does care to a fault. Especially when she feels guilty about something. She's gonna try any way she can to fix that situation. Even if she rationalizes out the bad aspects of fixing it. And that's exactly what Lena wanted her to do. Yep. Yeah, uh, I I see all of that. And you know what? One of the things that is great about about Kara and Supergirl is that she she is not Superman. She is not Clark Kent. Like they are different. And where Superman, mm-hmm. I would be far more upset if this was Superman uh, who had done this to uh, for the record because Superman I see as like I, I you should be able to look up to him and you shouldn't ever be like no, don't do that. Like that that he should make the right choice, right? Like if if you are saying no, don't do that, Superman should ultimately make the right choice. Like that's what his what his character is about. his mo right. is right supergirl yeah. Kara sometimes does she make sometimes right doesn't choice. make the right choice um so mm. i was frustrated because it's you know i i want more from her right i was frustrated because i want her to to always make the right choice but to your point she doesn't always she doesn't always she hasn't always um and it's because she is you know much she's more of a fallible character much more of a down-to-earth like one of us makes mistakes type of character so i mm-hmm. you know 
I, I, I see that, but it still was frustrating because I want her to make the right choice, you know? Yep, I agree. Okay, you want to, I mean, she's only going to do what she does, but I think after, this almost feels like a, a problem that this is something that she would have done in season one or two, but she should be past this side now. Mm-hmm. Of uh, but, but also, she's never really had this experience that she's had with Lena before, and they are like Lena's the second bestie, right? You know, it's it's Alex, and then it's Lena. So she's gonna really do anything that she can to mend that situation. Yep. So you can't totally blame her for rationalizing, but it is gonna blow up in her face, and everyone's gonna go, mm-hmm. 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 Yep. I mean, when Supergirl says to Lena, "For a friend like you, there are no boundaries," I wrote that quote down too. Terrible way to live. I wrote that terrible too. way to live your life. Oh. There, mm-hmm. there needs to be, you have to love your friends and you have to put them first sometimes, but not like no boundaries whatsoever. There are some boundaries. Right. Oh, yep. Yep. You know, there are boundaries for everybody. Yes. Yes. You know, that's I, like, don't. Like, yeah. you're one of my best friends. I would do anything for you, but like to a point, <laughs> you know, like yeah. there are, there are certain yeah. things where and it's I like, like, I uh, no, I got boundaries. Frank, break into this government facility for me. Like, what if Lena was really poor and she was like, Car, I need you to break into an ATM. <laughs> right. Like, you can't. Like, Car be like, oh, well, for you, there, there are no boundaries. boundaries. So it's fine. Like, but but that's a, that's a boundary that should not have been crossed. Anyway. Right. So next one, Nia won't slash cannot communicate with Brainy about her feelings. Yeah. She cannot do it. Um, Brainy... Brainy is driving her crazy and she has this like meta conversation. She has this meta conversation with um, this whole meta conversation with Brainy himself after she has the stream. Like, should it, should I tell somebody something even if it's going to hurt their feelings? And he's like, yes, you should always be truthful. And she's like, okay, I have to talk to Sean. And you're like, Ooh, that's not where I thought that mm-hmm. was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, their conversation at the end is rather poignant where Brainy is like, I can only operate at 100% of what I am, which is something I think that we can all say. Like, I can only operate at 100% of who I, of who I am. And, like, you can lean one way or the other, but he's like, you knew this before, and you liked that about me. So now that, like, we're together, you have to accept that part mm-hmm. of me mm-hmm. um, because that's who, that's who I am. Um, and so... And it really that really blew up in her face. I th- I think you really said it. Like she, uh, well, well, Brainy says something that we can all relate to. I think like we, we, anyone only ever knows how to be themselves. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it Brainy has it. I think sort of a special. I'm very empathetic to the uh, like idea that he like he doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to be a human. He doesn't know how to be like act like a human. Right. Um. I mean, neither does she, technically. I mean, she does, but she's not human either. Uh, right, but he has a harder a harder time, you know, acting mm-hmm. like a carbon-based life form, even. Um, right. So, uh, it's um, it's t- it's got to be tough for him. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I give him a lot, you know, I, I have a lot of empathy for, for him, but also, like, she needs to communicate better. She really does, and tell him what she wants and needs, because otherwise he can't, he can't, you know, be that for her. I feel like she should have said something before it got out of hand rather than letting it get out of hand and then getting upset at him for being himself. Sure. Um, yeah, I think that's, 
I think that's true, though. From her perspective, to play the other side, sure. from her perspective, he is much. Oh, um, he's he's being a lot. He he is being a lot. So like, she's not wrong to feel the way Correct. she feels. I, I don't. I, I just think I she should have said it sooner. Right. I think that. I think that's a like if she was fed up after the like um what what came the pizza or the sushi last week things like that like that would have been the time to have the conversation but it's also very easy to say that in hindsight for fictional characters you know and so and who knows what kind of happened in between and she's doing it at a place of i don't want to hurt your feelings i will be fine i will just get over it um but she i guess she can't although i don't know if she is trying to get over it Right. right or is she just annoyed i'm not i'm not sure so i guess the the point is that, that like they he's in the dark and so she shouldn't have left him in the dark but um but he should even though even though he has a problem like like not being a carbon based light form or whatever like he's he should still be the like making an attempt to read her like and read her feelings in which he's not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think so like you, he can claim like i can only be 100 percent of myself and you know and i can um and that's what i'm doing but but part of that should be an effort into like reading what she reading her emotional re- reading her emotional take because you can say like i'm only me sorry that's just who but it I can am. be a cop be out like, well, right like that can be a cop out that's too. it was kind of a cop out for him and I still don't think that she was exactly in the right and neither was he that's what I liked about their relationship yes. that it is it is weirdly uh, organic like it's weirdly organic and, and true to life um, even though like they're from two different planets and he's not an organic life yep. form but it feels it feels like it feels like a normal relationship and so we, neither are right and his was a little bit of a cop out but we kind of almost have to lean into him because he didn't know and i think that's you know you can only work with the information that you're presented with that's why i'm sort of empathetic to him because he doesn't he kind of doesn't know better in in a sense but but yes you're absolutely right he should be he should be trying harder to be sensitive to her feelings and like she's not being subtle like he should be picking up on on when she's like you know i'm gonna turn over in bed because i don't want to hear your poems like he should be like oh maybe you don't like this i'll stop so he's in the wrong too. They're right. both in the wrong. What I really like about this relationship is the way it's unfolding episode over episode. And we're like three episodes in, and it was like they established like them as a happy couple, then them uh, uh, showing some signs of of being unhealthy, and and now like they're having the conversation about it. Like it was a phased thing over three episodes that I thought was well executed. So like where we were saying that we want more of William Day. This was really has been like there has been action and progression in their story every episode thus far. I agree. I think they've actually been my favorite part of the season so nice. far. Like I've enjoyed some other I've enjoyed some other aspects, but because they feel authentic in a way that some of the other components of the show are very staged right now, I've been in I've I've enjoyed what they've what they've delivered. I like that. I, so. I, I agree with you there. I think I personally I have really enjoyed Alex and Kelly a bit more on that front like in terms of being sort of a refreshing and natural feeling mm. um story. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, and they're in a they're in a different they plane because they're well, one, they're older, but 
or just a little more wizened in the way of relationships. But they're they're very much of the we're two individual people and like we like because like even Alex says like you know she's she's very independent and I love that about her but it scares me or drives me crazy or something like that but she's not like I gotta stop her from being independent or anything like sure that. she's just like this is something that I know about her and that I like about her but I also know that that comes at a cost to me that's right and she and she has to accept and she has to accept that cost where she has and that's that's very adult it's also very hard like that like i don't think she's getting enough credit for that i i agree that is super difficult mm-hmm. and and she des- does deserve more more credit than she's getting for yep. that yeah that's good all right uh next on the list um so it turns out that so Jean Jean enlists Dreamer's help to you know learn some learn some stuff about his past and we get these very cool um, very cool memory experiences from Jean and I liked their way around the CG if that we talked about this being a CG heavy episode but Jean was like why aren't they not Martian she's like oh they're filtered through my memory so they I'm making sense of what I'm looking at I'm like good on you for not for not making CG. Martian kids, good for you. It guys. was like a new take on like when someone, someone uh, uh, like sees a vision of someone else and like an of an alien, like oh, you're just seeing me in human form because it's what your human brain can understand. Like mm-hmm. we yep. didn't have the budget yep. for CG or or a costume, so just deal with this. So you're getting kids instead. You can all deal with it. this is TV. Dang it, yeah. So did you see that um, heat vision? Come on, give us a break. And those spiders, yeah. We we get heat the vision and the spiders and the X ray vision. You could shut up about the kids with the Martian faces. Come on, yeah, get out of here. So anyway, I enjoyed that. It was kind of yeah. fun. So, but also for our human eyes, it's also easy to tell who's who. At, you know, for us because like it like Malefic looks different than Jean, looks different than Myron. But like if you put him in a lineup wearing the same outfit. We might have a hard as time. Martians, right? If they're just three green Martians, Martians, you're just like, uh, uh, your head crest is slightly different than uh, your gosh. that head crest, right. yeah. But when they're in movement, that's kind of tough. So it works. For, it works there too. So anyway, but it turns out that he thought that his dad was like he committed the worst crime that a Martian could commit, and I, he's a liar, and I don't know how to deal with this, and blah blah blah. Turns out it was Jean that did all of that, and um. And so Malefic has a super good reason to be angry at him. So I thought it was interesting that he can even wipe his own mind, right? Like that that it seems strange that you that he's able to to wipe his own own mind. I, I would have assumed it was someone else who had done it. But have we seen Martian Man have to do that before? Like wipe his own memory? Uh no, but I mean people can do that, can't they? I mean, like you can have repressed memories. That's what your brain does. It like clamps down on Yes, something. but this is different. This is clearly using his power of 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 erasing memories on himself, what I'm, which I'm sure I, I'm just saying is the first time I've seen someone do that in a in a comic book. Sure, story. it would have saved Jim Carrey a lot of money in Sunshine of a Spotless Mind if he could. Oh do boy, that. would it? Uh, yeah, yeah. But so I, I, anyway. I thought that was interesting that that was that was it was a different take. It was something fresh and and different than I've seen before. And in, in any kind of we've seen plenty of memory loss and memory wiping stories over the years in comics and movies and in, in tv shows dealing with comic book characters uh but this is a first for me so that was interesting and and, mm. and new for me 
I liked seeing, um, I liked seeing uh, David Harewood play a younger version of himself. Yeah. The, he was really good at like the youthful energy, the way he like looked around, like the the like his uh, his eye acting. You, you know, do like the eye acting? Was you have I said do, this before? I for it, good caliber of a good actor is how they act with their eyes, and he was to play his younger self. It wasn't just about his energy or his motions, but he transformed his eyes to be younger sure. like in the way that he expressed expressed himself and it was it was really good i, I that is tough that is tough because this is he is a middle-aged man play like 30 30 years younger than himself if not more so uh what do you how do you feel about jean being the one to like to do this to protect his dad or himself or anything like that it feels it makes me feel similarly to how I feel about Supergirl stealing for her friend. It's sort of like I want better for him. You know, I want him to be more upstanding and and up upholding uh you know, virtues. Uh but that's kind of what I always want from from these kinds of characters and these heroes. Again, I, I feel like he's he's one uh, uh of those characters who is driven by his uh, his his guilt and like in his case a survivor's guilt uh, for what happened mm-hmm. to his planet and uh, he tries to do the right thing. You could argue this is before that, so he he wasn't a uh, the, the man he is today. Um, and and honestly, that might be a, a valid argument. But but my gut reaction is like, oh, John, I wanted you to do more. I wanted you. I wanted better for you. I'm I'm sad that you're the you know the culprit here when I kind of was ready to pin it on on someone more nefarious. Yeah, I liked his line that he was like, I spent 300 years on Earth, like, atoning because I thought I was the only Green Martian and all this. And I should have been atoning for this. And I didn't even know that I should have felt like should have been feeling bad about this. I guess, well, that's the point with the mind, the mind wipe, Jean. But I we're told that it's a this great offense. But honestly, I think the way that myron treated the situation in the first place is worse than what jean did i agree with you i think that like locking him away like that is i mean you're like torturing this person essentially like imprisoning them torturing this kid like pray to romney to fix you see you later what that is so yeah uh, barbaric almost and and uh and then as opposed to erasing him which is not a victimless crime but it is i don't it's not torturing a person you know it, it's not physically uh imprisoning them so I, yeah i agree with you i feel like that that is the greater sin here but um but not not so in in martian uh morality and ethics so that's right and i think that's an important note that we can't put i mean it's a television show but whatever but we can't put uh human morality on a, like martian morality like they have a the way their entire society is structured is structured completely different than ours their culture is different they are linked together with a hive mind so we we can't even comprehend the like really the way that they communicate with one another and feel and think and whatever else and so maybe it's not barbaric in a way to them jean seems to think so but jean's also been hanging out on earth for 300 years and he's and he's a little influenced true at this point yeah that's very true. That's a good point too. He did even at the time seem like you know, uh, wishing that that they could be reunited as a family, um, and and I got the sense that maybe he didn't really agree with his father's methods, but but it wasn't so egregious that he was like this must be stopped. You know, he he went along with it to mm-hmm. a, to a degree, and maybe yes. Now in retrospect, he realizes more. 
why that was wrong. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, then let's move to Shades of Villainy, which is actually part of what I had written was that, you know, Malfoy can't connect to the hive mind, the Martian hive mind, and he has Romnir's curse kind of within him instead. And they're and they're like, boo, go away into this cave. Like, you're scary, like, child. And so move over here and go into this cave. Like, that's that's kind of villainous in its own yeah. way. Yeah. It's a little villainous. A bit. And then along... Yeah, and along with that, which we already talked about, we already talked about, but the Lena tricking Kara into getting Alexis journals to help her heal. Uh-huh. That's also that's also very villainous. And also Spider Assassin. Spider you Assassin. Know, the- did, did you get the sense... Okay, I have a couple of thoughts here, but let's, let's go with the, the short one first. Um, have you ever seen the Superman movie serials with Kirk Allen? A uh, long time, long time ago, ago. yeah. They're out on DVD, so maybe you saw them then, or uh, they, they've been released on DVD officially. Um, in the first one, uh, just called, entitled Superman, um, there is a villain called the Spider Lady. Yeah. Really? Not the fun. Spider Woman, the Spider Lady. Because um, she's classy. She, I, I guess, yeah. So uh, I don't know if that's a reference, you know. I don't know if 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 or there's any kind of inspiration or tip of the hat or whatever. Uh, but that thought did cross my mind as a Superman fan. So that's cool. That's, that's cool. The, the the short one, the longer one uh, about Lena. the The way that we, the way that she, she, the reason that she manipulated Kara, as you talked about earlier, was to inform this work, right? Was to, to drive forward what she's doing with the, uh, Q waves. Is that what they're called? Um, mm-hmm. so that's, that's what this was all about, right? So this is the, the root of what she, of her machinations uh, with Kara. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I would argue that that makes it almost doubly villainous, uh, to your point about her acting, you know, like, all the in the pros and cons column like this is sort of all the pros for why she seems like a villain right because not only did she manipulate uh her her friend uh not only did she uh try to is she trying to perfect this technology that uh, is potentially threatening to humanity but she did one bad thing to then further the other bad thing they're like compounding yeah Mm mm-hmm I mean, that's normally what you do, right? You, like, do something bad, and then you lie to cover it up, so you've done two bad things. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much what she's doing it, not to feel bad, but to achieve her ends. I did have a question. So, like, and she, like, solves this puzzle, right? You know, Lex's cipher, and it was like, you know, how do I control people's minds with Q-Waves by Lex Luthor? Very cute. Sure, yeah. Very yeah. cute. Very cute, Lex. People might be wondering, Lex, why didn't you just use them yourself? question mark. yeah i am wondering that as a matter of fact i have a theory which i'm the the show might give us an answer but i think lex got off on manipulating people yes and so if he could just control people's minds that's not fun he has no intellectual stimulation doing that and his mind to quote Sherlock holmes rebels against stagnation ah very nice and so i think that i think that he he could do it, and he was like, nah, that's not fun. And because Lex Luthor likes to have fun, you know, despite his seriousness, he's he kind of has, like, he's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. He does have that fun, mischievous side to him, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. So that's where he gets his jollies. So, true. 
I, 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 I buy that. I, I, I agree with that. And then uh, my my last one, just for uh, clicks versus news, which kind of ebbs and flows out of here. Just that quick meeting where they were like, "Give me the news," and they were like, "Best deaths, best deaths recently," and we're like, "That's terrible, awful. Like that's terrible. Like Uber driver killed by car. Like if he wasn't inter- what did she say? If the person isn't wasn't interesting in life, their death isn't interesting. I know, right? Like." Like, oh my gosh, like this is like, this drove home a couple of points. So sad. This drove home a couple of points. Like one, Andrea Rojas is, is awful. Like we're really okay, yes, she's a terrible human. She's willing to profit mm-hmm. off people's death people's deaths. Um but really was was kind of a it was, you know, obviously a this scene was a vehicle to get the information across to us uh about who this guy was that that Day had spoken to at the club and then got killed. Um Exactly. Uh, and I guess they they did it sort of in a way that furthered the ongoing plot of, you know, Catco is becoming very clickbaity, and Andrea Rojas is terrible for making them do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh boy, and she is. Sure it? is. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's it. That's really all I. Uh, that's all I had. I mean, I I feel like they're build like they have to build up to something with her. So like they're just kind of throwing her in this episode to be like, don't forget. She's still here. Yeah. 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 You can't fit everybody, though. You know, just this. There's a lot of characters to juggle. There are a lot of characters to juggle this season, seemingly more than ever. And everyone's storyline has a a lot going on. I I do wonder uh, if sometimes it's more plots, more plot threads than we can sort of chase every week Uh, because it it sort of divides your attention, you know, quite, quite a bit. Um, it's people true. have said for a long time that they wish that there was more Supergirl in Supergirl and th- in the past I haven't really felt that but I'm starting to feel that maybe I am coming around to that that view as well that like I could just use like a little bit more of the, the pie chart to be devoted to, to Supergirl herself yeah I mean I really like Jean as a character so I I mean we get giddy every time we see the Martian Manhunter and it's been five seasons so you know like I don't mind spending more time with Jean, and I I really like some of the the other characters. But it definitely feels this season feels more like an ensemble show than a uh, Supergirl show that has a, a supporting cast. Yeah, I, th- I I I agree. I agree. Yep. Yeah, that might that potentially might come from like maybe she wants to take a little bit like of a step back because it's a lot to lead a television show <laughs> that has heavy special effects and whatever else so if, if you know like if they want a couple of like hours to actually sleep this is a good way to do this it is true this is true yep mm-hmm. do you have any final thoughts on the episode um not my favorite um thus far is probably the, the weakest one of the season so far for me you know only three episodes in obviously but but um but again i think that it's establishing things that are going to be important moving forward and um things are starting to crystallize um, I I'm looking forward to next week, and I hope that it's a bit more, um, a bit more upbeat, and and that the the pacing sort of evens out a bit. Hmm. Yeah, I I agree, but there's always some clunkers kind of early in the season. So we you know. we thought last week this might be a, a little bit of a, a slower paced and uh, in terms of plot uh, episode, and and it it seems that we were right on that. So. Yeah, yeah. It's so that's okay. It is what it, it is. What we it move is. onward but and I, upward. I, I, exactly. I tend to agree with you. But why don't you move onward to where the people can find us? Yes. If you're not going to stick around to hear about the trailer, 
because uh, you don't want to get spoiled on anything, uh, then thanks for listening. Uh, you can find this show at SupergirlTVTalk.com or at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. That's our network uh, where we uh, create lots of podcasts, including Batwoman TV Talk, including Beer with Geeks, including Hate Watch with us, uh, and, and a, a whole host of other great shows uh, that we are uh, happy to bring you Academy Rewind coming back later this October. So uh, you can head over to uh, find us on all of the podcast apps like Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, all the great podcast apps. Uh, you will find us there anywhere you find your podcast. You'll find us on Twitter at TV Supergirl, on Instagram at Supergirl TV Talk. Uh, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Even a dollar a month really, really helps us uh, to keep the podcasts going. We have a lot of shows to support, and we uh, need your support. So thank you to everyone who does support us. And if you haven't, consider dropping us uh, a couple bucks over at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. But uh, it is time for Trailer TV Talk. Tim, what did you uh, do? You feel like they gave us a little bit more than uh, what they had given us last week? I mean, a little bit, but I mean, I have like two bullet points now, so it's like it's definitely a Malefic-centered episode. It's like Malefic; he could be anyone, just like Leviathan, you know. So it's like a double thing. There's a guy hiding in the mystery, but it's also another mystery. Who's to say what's going to happen? Um, we all seem to be forgetting that the that the um, that the monitor released Malefic. Do you remember that from last season? Yeah, like, and uh, we haven't seen any mention of Crisis at all so far on Supergirl. Like no, no tie into Crisis whatsoever. Whereas on the some of the other shows, um, I won't be specific in case yep. people haven't watched, but there have been mm. pretty clear ties to crisis the upcoming crisis on infinite earths crossover um and nothing on on this show yet which is sort of surprising considering that yes he did get released by the monitor yeah so we'll see what happens there but it's all kind of that and then a person has wind power okay was that somebody that we know wind power yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Just like was the actress or the character or anything was, or is that somebody new? Because I didn't recognize them because they were like, "That's new," and I'm like, "The wind power or the person?" Yeah, I don't know or what the, that that's new. I think came from from something else. No, I didn't recognize her. I, I don't think. Um, I'm looking at her again now, and I'm I'm having I'm struggling to place her. So um, I don't think I don't think we've seen her before. No. Um, but that's new. Yeah, maybe it's the wind power. I'm. It's hard to say. I, I, I the, from the look of it, no, I don't think it is, because uh, it's James and and Kelly in a car in a different location. I I don't think it's, it's related to that. I think it's a, probably a funny moment from something else. Um, mm. but uh, we saw we see uh, Supergirl jumping in front of a bullet to save, um, to save Alex. We uh. Clearly, the the episode title is in plain sight, and the text um, overlay is very heavy on the Malefic stuff. Right, he could be anywhere or anyone. Um, so the in plain sight yeah. title clearly has a meaning there. I suspect there will be. Get I suspect Leviathan. that there will be Leviathan is the other thing. It's in plain sight. Yeah, I agree because the titles usually double play, double entendre. Play. Yep, agreed. Mm-hmm. So. 
So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, overall, not my favorite episode, not my favorite trailer. But I have, uh, I have hopes for next week. I mean, if it really, if it does, if there's a Leviathan reveal of some kind, I'll be very happy because that's the kind of thing that I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's get into it. Let's do this. You know. Mm-hmm. I agree, though. I also don't want them to tip their hand so early that I feel like I've got nothing to look forward to. So I'm OK waiting on Leviathan until after crisis to see like where kind of ramps from there, if anywhere. So I don't think uh, I think the audience needs to know about it, even if Kara doesn't know about it yet. I think it's important that that we know what this is all leading to soon or even a hint of it, what it is soon, because right now it's like too like, ooh, mysterious for mysterious sake. And I, I'm sort of getting impatient with that. Sure. I can understand so. that. Yeah, I understand. I understand your troubles, your woes. Yeah, yeah, your... fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure, my friend. It has indeed been. It has indeed been a pleasure. So, I guess until next time, up, up, and away.